every human being has a calling. When what you do is not just what you do, it's when you can't escape it, it's bigger than you are. If you follow the call, you probably remember the day it happened. You were probably a kid. That whisper inside said, this is who you are. Randy Nash was only five years old when he first felt it. In this new series, Experts on Main Street takes you behind the scenes to the mysterious world where life meets death every day. Randy Nash of Sumner Funeral and Cremation talks about the subject everyone says they don't want to talk about. But in truth, we all think about it. A lot. Especially now when the fear of the pandemic has us six feet apart and hopefully not six feet, well, you know. Experts on Main Street. This series is called Six Feet Away with the youngest president of the Tennessee Funeral Directors Association, Randy Nash. I'm Devin O'Day. How did you get here? How does someone so young as you end up with a life calling of being a funeral director and having a funeral home? I've heard several people say this over the years. You don't choose funeral service, it chooses you. So my grandfather died when I was five. Uh, We were eating dinner uh, at his house. My brother and I were there. My parents had gone to Opryland, USA in the 90s to go see a concert. And that was my grandparents had been out of town and they wanted to take care of us. And my grandmother was cooking dinner and he sat down. She was about to serve food and he told my grandmother, he said, I don't feel good, I'm sick. And he had a heart attack right there and just kind of slumped back in his chair. And that was it. I was five. My brother was three. He doesn't remember any of it. And I'm, I'm, I'm kind of thankful that he doesn't. I kind of feel sorry for him that he doesn't remember as much about my grandfather as I do. One of us has vivid memories and one of us has nothing, which is just shows you the, the ages we were at, I guess. Call 911 and all that stuff's happening, and the last thing I remember seeing, you know, paramedics trying to save his life, giving you know, CPR and whatever else they were doing. I remember seeing them do that, take him out of the house. That was the last thing I remember until we got to see him at, when we had this visitation, and it was a whole lot better image, for sure, for a five-year-old boy. And my parents didn't didn't shy us away from from the process and didn't have a babysitter keep us while the visitation and the funeral was going on they, they involved us in it they let us be there you know i got i went with them when they made arrangements at the funeral home and everything uh, i remember i remember doing that the calming presence that the man had when he talked to us um and uh, you know he, he became later became one of my mentors in the business and i think that there's a lot of people that can tell a story like that in this industry you have a lot of people that are are multi-generational in this industry but you have a lot of people like me who are not. You know, I'm I'm not a I'm a first generation funeral director in a bomber. I'm I'm I grew up. My family was in the car business um, for my entire life. I still have family that's in that does that. You know, my grandfather, the one who passed away, started in the car business in the '50s and did it until the day he died. And in 2005, we sold our family's uh, business. But I was already doing something different and, and had already got involved in the the funeral business. Sorry. And so we're just going to try to um, keep people, you know, distance as much as we can and then only allow a few people into the sanctuary at a time. Do the best we can. You know, it, it, it'll just be everybody trying to work together. So, um, it be quite a few people, honestly. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're just going to, we're going to figure it out, though. It'll, it'll, I think it'll all work out. All right. Thank you.
All right, take care. So, you know, when I started working in the funeral industry, I was 14, and my dad had a friend that owned a funeral home and gave me the chance to start doing it, and I worked for him for a few years and for his family. Come work at a funeral home in Hendersonville, my hometown, and um, I worked for that company for about 15 years until this past March. I had the opportunity to purchase what was at the time known as Sumner County Funeral Cremation Services, and now I renamed as Sumner Funeral Cremation. Some people, I had two dreams in my life, and I always wanted to be a funeral director, and I always wanted to own uh, my own business, my own funeral home, and I'm, you know, I get to do that every day, which is pretty neat. There are not a lot of people that get to do that, so, so I enjoy coming to work every day. I enjoy the, you know, there's no, there's no two days are alike. You, you never know what you're going to have from one day or the next, and so that's the thing that I think is so cool about this business. Um, you get to deal with all kinds of different people. In all kinds of different situations, you know, you get to be the calm in the storm for them, the the shoulder to cry on. You get to be their advocate when they, you know, when when words are are, are not there for them, you get to speak on their behalf. Uh, it's it's a huge honor. It's a huge, huge deal in my opinion to be able to do that for people. You know, I may be self employed, but I work for the families. Um, you know, we we answer to them. We're family owned and operated. I'm I'm a lifelong uh, resident of Sumner County. I've lived here my entire life. My wife's lived here her entire life. I think that's a big deal with people. I think that people want to know that the people that are taking care of them are here and they're here to stay. The buck stops here. You know, if you have an issue, I'm going to, I'm going to resolve it. When we um, take your loved one to our care, it's a huge thing. We're going to treat your family like our own family, and we're going to you know, make sure that we find a way to celebrate your loved one's life. However you see it done, however you want it done, is what we're going to do. We, we are here to, to help. We're here to guide. We're here to direct. You know, we're here to serve you in the way we want to be served. You've had the the privilege, and you refer to it as that, of being able to lay to rest some people who were impactful in your life. Let's talk about your first grade teacher. In 2014 was, um, I don't know how else to describe it, but it was a it was a hell of a year. So um, there's a lot of ups and downs. Um, I got married that year, but uh, two days before I got married, um, I directed the funeral for my first grade teacher. Her name was Betsy Potts. And I'll say Dr. Betsy Potts. After she was my teacher, she later on became a principal and she earned her doctorate. So she deserves to be called Dr. Potts. I grew up in Hendersonville. I went to Good Pasture Christian School in Madison from three-year-old preschool through high school. And uh, the president for a long time and one of the founders of Good Pasture Christian School was a man named Dr. Bill Rule, who is Betsy's father. She was my first grade teacher and was my brother's first grade teacher. And it was a privilege, you know, to take care of her. It was, uh, it was kind of surreal doing that. And when she passed away, she was not currently working at Good Pasture, but she was a great graduate of Good Pasture. Her husband was, her kids were, her father helped start the school. So it was fitting that we had the visitation and service for her at the school. We have, they have a, There's a large auditorium there that is actually named after her father, the William Rule Fine Arts Center. We had her visitation, her funeral there. There was, I'm gonna guess there was probably 2,000 people at her funeral. It was just, um, an amazing outpouring of love and, and care for that family and and you know former students and alumni and people from all over the place that came to pay their respects to it. It was just really neat. She impacted a lot of lives. And it was a huge honor for me. I, that was kind of a definitely a surreal experience for me because that was the auditorium where I graduated from kindergarten, where I was in plays and different things at school and band concerts and uh, where my brother graduated high school, where I graduated high school, where my mom's her younger brother graduated from high school, you know, so there's a lot of a lot of meaningful things that have happened there in my life. Since then I've done two more funerals there for other people that have passed away that we utilized uh, the auditorium. 
it's an experience going 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 back there and, and doing that. I think it's neat too that the school was is gracious enough to offer that facility. There's something very remarkable that I'm noticing. It's the empathy that you have. How do you handle all the emotion coming at you from all of these families? That's a good one. Faith. I grew up in a Christian home, grew up to a Christian school. We try to try to raise my kids in a Christian home. You have to definitely be in tune with, with where you are spiritually. You know, in this business, in this industry, I hate, to, I hate to say the word funeral business. I consider it an industry. You deal with a lot of different ministers and stuff like that. And that was one of the things when, when we got married, when my wife and I got married, you you become friends with these ministers and you're, you don't want them, want them to feel left out when you get married or somebody in your family dies. And I told my wife that I'll be the only person she knows that when I die, there'll be like 18 ministers at the funeral want, hopefully wanting to talk. God forbid if they do. So, <laughs> um, uh, But you have, that's, that's, that's an important part, I think. I think that's the biggest thing is, is you know, I'm not afraid to pray with families. Um, I, I learned that from, from someone. And when we make transfers, when we bring people in our, into our care, I'm not afraid to, to, to pray with families at that time. Um, you know, being being active, having a hobby, having an outlet, it's a big deal too. For a while, my I don't want to call it a hobby, but I worked for several years as a reserve deputy with the sheriff's office here. So that was something that got my mind off of the funeral industry, but it just became too much when I, we had kids and just I couldn't do both. But I, you know, I have a huge place in my heart for for law enforcement still. And having a supportive wife and family and kids, my family's always been supportive. My, my wife, when we first met. When you're in your dating life as a single funeral director, it's kind of tough because you never know what's going to happen. And one of our first few dates, I was on call and had to leave, we had to leave in the middle of it, you know. So she she got a good dose of it at the beginning, and um, so now she just knows that um, you know vacations get postponed. Sometimes we have to leave vacations. Sometimes vacations get canceled. Sometimes they have to go without me. Holidays are always interesting. Empathy is a, a huge defining thing in any funeral director. Some of us, I'll go ahead and raise my hand, me included, get inclu- get accused of being too empathetic, but I don't. I don't think that that's a bad thing. Um, I think that just you can feel what they're feeling. You know, that's that's what they say. Empathy is the ability to enter into someone's feelings and feel what they're feeling, and I think that that's a big thing. But but what makes a funeral director is the person that can really feel what they're feeling and not be afraid to to take on some of that for them. We're dealing with tragedy on a daily basis. You know, when, when people come to us, it doesn't get much worse. And, and we have to be able to handle that for them and, and be able to put some of that on our shoulders and try to take some of that away from them. If we're not doing that, then I don't know if we're doing our job the right way. Six Feet Away, a podcast with our expert on Main Street, Randy Nash of Sumner Funeral and Cremation in Gallatin, Tennessee. He is called to be a calming presence, a knowing guide through the most difficult of times. You can find more information at SumnerFuneral.com. And believe me, there is no question that's too odd or unusual. Every life is unique, and so is every passage from this life. His phone number is 615-452-9059. And of course, we include all of his information in the notes of this podcast. I'm Devin O'Day from Main Street Today.